When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we've got an emergency podcast. Elliot Yo is out for round one. We're talking captains and we've got lots of debutants to go through. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy and uh, sitting to my right now, uh, <laughs> Luke weird. Rogerson. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm going good. We've slightly, you know, the keen-eyed observer might see that we've slightly changed the setup. So we've got a few things in the works yep. that uh, hopefully we're going to be getting done in the next couple of weeks. Tr- but, um, trying to live up to that production value that we got praised <laughs> on in the... Yeah, in the uh, we had some reflecting to do, didn't we? Because yeah. we, we got told that our production value was great and, and we sort of thought oh maybe I don't not know about so, that. <laughs> so I mean yeah there could be some good things on the horizon if we can sort our shit out but yeah. we'll see we'll see how we go in amongst all this uh, po- podcasting and, oh. and uh, you know all the content we're trying to produce yeah. also trying to uh, the up, last 20. upstage yeah but there's lots happening <laughs> last 24 hours has been nuts this is an emergency podcast and you guys can't see on camera but I've had to race over here in my pyjamas <laughs> it's, it's the that. old uh, zoom with, with no yeah, pants on if yeah. I stand up it's not pretty <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so keep, yeah keep emergency out. we need to talk yes so Elliot, yo, if I could do that, I should get a sound oh. effect for the alarm bells or something singing, I'm not going to whack my throat like Calvinator, but <laughs> uh, yeah, Elliot, yo, out for round one, calf, they're saying that they're... That's the old man's injury. It is the old man's injury. Look, he had such a great run oh. in the preseason. He probably was maybe the most locked uh, like mid-pricer in the entire comp. Uh, just it was always going to happen. Something like this. Was I know, always like happen. the defensive line as well. We've had Salem earlier in the preseason. <laughs> now it's Elliot Yo. I, I think that this honestly couldn't have come to a worse player in our oh, game. Uh, yeah. But we've got to be flexible. We've got to be flexible. Uh, it does, however, create the opportunity. He was a very popular player, and he was almost a bit of a gimme pick. 
at, at the end. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. So it, this is where we'll sort the men from the boys and the, uh, uh, and the, the ladies from the girls for, for the ladies playing as well. But it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to test some people because I think it will you know, spread a lot of ownership and uh, interesting to see where people go. But yeah. your initial thoughts, again, we've, we haven't had too long to reflect oh, on it, but where are you thinking of going with haven't. the Elliot Yo news? Yeah, he's, um, he's living up to his name, isn't he? He was up and now he's down, yeah, just, just like the Yo-Yo. But I think there's kind of two trains of thought that you can, you can probably go with here. You either go down to yep. someone like a Will Day Yep. Um, and say you get a little bit of cash there, but you're probably you're forced to. Um, or the other train of thought is is you spend up and you go to a premium on that line. So depending on where you had Yo and who yep. you had in front of him, that probably dictates where you go if you want to go up. Um, and if you want to go down, I'm looking at a guy like Will Day. I mean, if if you didn't have Constable, yep. you probably yep. just pull the, the trigger on that. Um so yeah. right now the only the only must haves from our video a week ago now is um, is the rookie Jinbi. Yeah. Um, you might say that Doherty was in there. I was pretty close to putting Constable in there as must have. So yeah. between those those sort of players, you know, you've you still got a decent structure there, but the defensive line is just it's it's shambles again. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know if you saw the tweet that I put out last night, but I I solved it. I solved the team. I had the, Yeah, <laughs> I, had the, I actually, actually only saw that midway through today, but oh, um I, I had felt bad for you when I was I, tracking that back. I got Lysette <laughs> out of my team. He was out of there. Oh you did. I had zero dollars left in the bank. It was a sign and and it was obviously too much of a sign. The fantasy god said, nah, he can't have it just yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've we've got to make it you. a bit harder for everyone else. Like <laughs> it's uh yeah, no, nah, we've got to we gotta switch this up. So so what are your thoughts there? Because like the moment as my team stands, mm. I had Doc Dawson and then I was running Yo at D3. Yeah. So I, the, the only person that I think I might go up to, and, and he was spending a bit of time earlier, um, you know, in my team earlier in the season, was maybe go up to Brayshaw and then run um, Constable and two rookies. Um, but then let's say I go down, do I feel confident having Will Day at D3? Yeah, it's it tough. seems like, gross, doesn't it? It's tough, but do you, do you want to then spend up in your defensive line when the value, sorry, the, the premium options don't present a lot of value? Mm. Like they kind of seem like you, you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. I'm leaning more to going down to a Will Day type, like you said. At um, D3? Or at D3. Okay. So still going quite thin so there. Would you, would but you it forces me the then dock? to go up to a yeah. dock. It gives okay. me the cash to go up from that, that player to get up to the dock. Or if I stay with like a. A um, uh, Dawson or an Angus Brayshaw, I could even get my M1 up to an Oliver. Uh, so those are some options that I'm playing would around you, with. Would you want to go up to an Oliver? That's what I'm. It's not one you've really talked about. This no, I haven't. I've I've been off him the whole time because I've never sort of been comfortable with a team that I've liked with him with in him. there. Um, but this does get me the cash pretty close to. I might just need to. Find an extra twenty or thirty k here. And Don't there. tell me Bailey Smith's getting the job. No, 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 no. This is more like a steal up to a Oliver, oh, just okay. to lock in like a bit more of a certainty in terms of captaincies, and we'll right. go through our captaincies uh, chat later. But yep. um, probably leaning more Doherty at this stage, just because I was about to send a tweet out today uh, asking people before this news dropped. I had a scheduled tweet in there. It was uh, <laughs> who's the highest owned player that you're going to go against, and mine was Doherty. Uh, he was yep. he's up to. 40% owned really? in, in Fancy Classic now. It is, and it might even be climbing at the moment because of the news of Elliot yeah, today. Still, still, still 40% at the moment, but that is 
a lot higher than it was even just a few weeks ago. Like he was around that 20, 22%. Maybe people are just keeping their cards close to their chest. And yeah. Now they're, they're, now they're, now they're pulling the trigger and now there's all these question marks. I think also <laughs> people coming in later to the game are going to go up to those top guys. But yep. um, those are sort of my thinkings. There is a scenario where maybe you go up and do that sort of, you know, three-headed monster that you were running a bit earlier mm. that we talked about. That could be an option. But the difference is now maybe instead of a Yoet, I think you had him a D4... You might have a yeah, Will so Day at Will Dill Day. 4. Yeah, potentially. It, it, um, it means you'd sacrifice something at another line. And, and the more that I'm, the more that my mind ticks over, the more I probably want a little bit more safety in my ruck line and try yeah. to stay away from like a, a lie set. So let's say I can't. I want to stay away from lie set and uh, Mason Cox is, is playing with Darcy Cameron, then I'm probably leaning to go yep. up to an English, which means I'm probably not going to three-headed monster. I think we had a line. quote from that today all but confirming that they're going to name Cox He's and Cameron together. Okay. So okay. Um, I'd temper your expectations for that and not expect to see that in yep. the teams tomorrow or okay. this afternoon, tonight, when this podcast does come out, because yep. this podcast is going to be coming out the afternoon before our first footy game. Mm. And um, so outside of the yo panic, which I'm sure a lot of us will be doing over the next 24 hours, we also have had some positive news. We've had some rookies named uh, that will be debuting, and there's quite a list for us to go through. So first off the bat, a couple of rookies in here from Melbourne. Um, I want to say the McVee player. Is it Judd McVee? Yeah, Judd McVee has been named as well as... um, Bailey Laurie. So Bailey Laurie, 200k mid forward and Judd McVie, 200k mid defender. I think that there's a few injury concerns over at Melbourne. So I think latest I saw is Stephen May is questionable, more doubtful for round one. Yep. They've got, uh, I think Viney's out, Salem's out, um, the hair is out. I've got a few tags of people saying that... The luscious locks were, were looking good, but not quite up for round one. Mm. So we'll have to wait off on, on getting our gaze on that luscious locks of hair over yeah. there. I was hoping to yeah, flick a few tweets out about that this yeah. week. Yeah, but we'll but have to wait. We'll have to wait a week. So to me, these 200k Melbourne guys, they're, they're a no-go. I, I don't yeah. think you go there. One, because I don't yeah. think their scoring potential is very high. And yeah. two, there's a lot of players waiting in the wings that are probably not too far away that are going to come in week two and take their spots, and you've got a red dot for the rest of the season. So it's kind of if comes you back can, to I'd, our, go, I'd avoid those players. And it kind of comes back to our point that, you know, just because these 200K rookies get named, we always know, know it's going to happen. Yeah. But if you haven't been doing your research on a player and you haven't you been... jump on them. Exactly. You haven't been confident that they're going to have a bit of job security and that they might get a consistent run in the team. Don't just fall to, for that trap of, oh, I need a 200K rookie. He's playing select. Yeah. Like, you, it's just a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, avoiding those guys here. We actually have a couple of Green dots in our sides right now as we're recording this podcast. Yeah. The Carlton boys we spoke about before. Lockie Cowan is in there. So is Oliver uh, Hollands. Yeah. Now, we have had confirmation that the bread is not going to be there. He's not even in the extended, uh, or sorry, the emergencies. Poor so Chibata. He's not going to be the sub. So, I don't know, glass half full of me says that he's <laughs> not going to be there. <laughs> he's not going to come in and sort of put up a shit score and maybe reach up his break even. So if he yeah. does come in later, he'll be still based on price. Yep. But I don't know, does this lean us, make does we feel more confident with Lockie Cowan? Is he in your side at the moment? If he's there yeah. and we have the teams, do you think you're going to be starting with him? Yeah, I think most uh, people will kind of 
uh, flip-flopping between Cowan and Chibata, and I think that Chibata was the popular one because if he oh, got named... Say 40K. Exactly. If he yeah. got named, we could say 40K, and we could be pretty confident, hey, that they must see something in him. Obviously, yeah. oh, they see something in both of them, but the fact that Cowan's named means that... I named think on the ground? Named on the ground, and also that they haven't named them both. Give yes. me That that shows conviction, doesn't yeah. it? It says, we're going with Cowan. Yeah, we're going to give uh, a good run at it at least. Yeah, let's hope that that's the case. I mean, like you said, you've got to spend up an extra 40K, which does hurt at this yep. time um, but you know if you, if you don't spend up on that rookies you could get hurt with the cash generation later in the season is he on your ground yes oh he's on my ground too actually <laughs> oh he is yes. okay I've, I've done I said that. it nervously because I, I yeah I don't know how I'm deciding between he and and we'll talk about these next this next team as well and a Campbell Chesser yeah. so moving on to the Eagles guys so yep. we've got Campbell Chesser 200k mid defender as yep. well as a Noah Long yep. named for the West Coast Eagles did I miss someone else there I feel like obviously, there was a third um, Jinbi, one as well you mentioned yeah sorry oh, and, and Jinbi is obviously also named that was the one I was missing so three yep. rookies for West Coast Jinbi Chesser and um, Noah Long. I think we're all locking in Jinbi. Yep. We're probably all locking in Campbell Chesser. He's been in our sides for a long time. Yep. Noah Long is the guy I want to talk to you about. What are your thoughts on him? And uh, Actually, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to get you to, to talk to your little little West Coast source. And see. Oh, I should actually talk to my West Coast source. Yeah. I should, yeah, get a little squirt. See how it. secure his role is in the team and yeah. if he's a one-week wonder or if he's a, a guy that's, Look, you know. My initial thoughts are I think he might be a long shot. But oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no! Nah, nah, uh, take that away. That was just a that was just a poor joke. Uh, look, I don't think unless we're devoid of options, I don't think I'm going to be starting with him because first of all, three rookies on three one rookies team. from one team just mm-hmm. makes me feel like at some point someone's getting dropped, one of them, isn't yeah. it? And the other thing too is that I think we might have some others to choose from that we've been looking at a little bit more closely in the season as well. So those, those are kind of my quick thoughts on him. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, look, he's a chance. I'm not going to rule him out like those Melbourne guys. Yep. He's a chance to make my side. The fact that he's that mid-forward flexibility, he's 200K. Um, the structure that I was previously running <laughs> had literally 0K left in the bank. I tweeted out Just run and, it, mate. Just leave you there. And, uh, and that, so that required having a 200K player in the spot that he is currently occupying. But... Um, we will see with this yo move. I might have a little bit more money to, to throw around on yep. my bench now if I do go down to a will day. So um, he's, a, he's a possibility for me to come in. Um, who else have we had debut, uh, a named debut so far? We I think we had... Oh, the there's highly... I don't think this has been confirmed yet, but it looks highly likely that Philippou and the other forward for the St. Kilda team is going to be named. I'm trying to just find his name here. Oh, here he is. Um, Anthony Caminiti. Looks like he's also going to be named to fill a spot in their forward line. Caminiti. Caminiti. Have you butchered that one too? Yeah, or I don't know. What, what would you say of that one? Ca- Caminiti? Yeah, it's got Caminiti. Caminiti or Caminiti? 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 Well, it sounded like a sound now, the yeah, more I yeah, say it. Yeah, it is, but, isn't it? But he's, uh, he's apparently likely to be named uh, whilst they've got a few injuries in their forward line. Uh, from what I've researched about him, he's just like a, a tall key forward sort of type. Didn't score well as a junior. So I think kind of in the camp of those Melbourne players, to me, if he's named, I'm going to be trying to find somewhere else. I think I'd probably prefer a Noah Long over a Caminiti, personally. Um, so in terms of those final 200k guys, I'm fading him. 
Philippou, the Philippousis, he is locked into our sides, and I think he needs to be on everyone's team. Whether or not he's on the ground or not, I think is up to the, the yeah, coach. Yeah, depends on your structure. His job security to me looks really, really good. So, and that's what we want to see with this sub rule. Yeah, I think the forward lines are looking uh, reasonably vanilla at the moment. I think if you're choosing to run uh, like five premium forwards, then you've got Sheasel on your ground and Philippous probably on your bench. But if you're choosing to run with the um, the four kind of undervalued premiums, then you're most likely to have Sheasel and Philippou rounding out your forward line. And I think there's maybe been some talk about the fact that um, his scoring ability might not be right up there, but yeah. just as um, valuable as scoring ability is job security. And yeah. so I think, especially with St Kilda's woes in the forward line, I think Philippou's shown enough that they'll invest a lot of time and effort into him. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, he's kind of like, to me... Uh, who was the guy like Rochelle of last year? Yeah. Maybe not the best role, but you just need one or two of those scores in the early parts of the season yeah. to really pop. And he's got the talent, he's got the junior numbers behind him to sort of say that he could do that. So I am backing him in and I'm tending to lean towards having him on my ground with the, you know, open mindset that I might need to move things around and shuffle things to get him off my field if he's really stinking it up. Um, yep. Talking about the forward rookies as well, Harry Sheasel is confirmed to be debuting. Uh, lock that one in a way. Yep. He should be on everyone's field. He's probably one of, outside of Will Ashcroft, probably the number two. Oh, he and Jinby potentially yeah. two and three in terms of locked onto our ground uh, rookies there as probably well. Probably throw McKenzie in there around the mark as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Essendon, Alwyn Davy Junior, mid for 212k, so okay. just that tiny bit more than basement price. Mm. Um, what are you doing there? I think he's a guy that I want to have in my side. He looks like at least someone who has a little bit of decent job security. Yep. Um, from what we saw in the practice match, he... He's a, he's a small forward, but he got up the ground a fair bit and got involved in like the wings and the connected That's what I want to see. Uh, play. So I liked what I saw in terms of his play style. Yep. Um, maybe a little bit more of a slower burn sort of a type. <laughs> maybe like a, a Corey Durden from last year sort of thing. But I think he's probably got a bit better job security than perhaps someone like a, a Noah Long, for example. So if I was ranking sort of those forwards, it'd be... Um, Alwyn David Jr., Noah Long, and then Caminiti last yep. uh, would be sort of the way I go. And maybe to, to finish it off that Melbourne, I've already forgotten his name, uh, Lowry or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably rank him in that order. Uh, and they're all sort of close to basement price with uh, Davey being just that 12K above. So those are all of the debutants' names so far. Yep. Now, players like a Darcy Wilmot will not, will not know until the teams are announced because he's obviously already played in his AFL debut, but he's just not played in a regular season, hence yeah. why he's based on price. I think we're, I feel like we're likely to see him. That's my my tip there. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if Fergus Green is the other one and we're waiting on the Hawks. Okay. So I think that's the other team that uh, we're expecting some of those players and, I'm also waiting to see if maybe like a Sam Sturt or someone like that is named. Do you have any other uh, players that you're sort of watching and, and waiting on? Maybe someone like uh, Matty Roberts from the Sydney Swans. He's not going to get named early on. You'll have to wait for the teams because he did play that one game, scored a six. <laughs> yeah, it's stinky, isn't it? Yeah, he. I think I spoke about him on a, a previous podcast. And if 
he gets named, I'll, I'll be wanting to look for like a reason behind it. Mm. If he gets named, then it's because maybe Sydney, one of Sydney's midfielders doesn't right. get up yeah. or something like that. Then it's then it's very much yeah. it's something that you wouldn't feel good doing. But yeah. if it seems like Sydney's got their full complement there and they say, hey, we're going to invest in this guy, then that's probably a situation where I might go select. So um, yeah, a little bit of a watch on him. Yeah, okay. none of the rucks have been named just yet, so I think we're all still happy going to Maxi Heath. Yeah, at this stage, so. Your boy Samson Ryan didn't get a no, didn't get a nod, nod, so he's out. Okay, so everyone who has him in your side, get him out of your side right now because there's no point having a non-playing ruck in the first game of the year. Get him out of your side right now because you're not going to be able to use that loophole. So does the does the sub come from the listed emergencies or does does it come from? So, okay. so it comes from the listed emergencies. So what we're going to get when the teams are named, and we can use the Richmond team as an example here. So yeah. if I pull so up... currently Ross, Ryan, um, Samson, Ryan. Yeah, so on the Clark emergencies, the, yeah, Ryan, Ross, uh, Clark and just move around, Clark and Thompson Dow. Yeah. So one of those players, I think an hour before tip-off will be... Tip-off? Yeah, or kick-off, bounce-off. What, 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 <laughs> bounce-off. What do you call it, man? First bounce, mate. Uh, first bounce. Hour before the first, first bounce. bounce. This is the NBA fan of me talking. Um, <laughs> Tip-off. They'll... <laughs> Yeah, shut up. Uh, they'll name the emergency. Yeah, very credible. <laughs> Listen to us, guys. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but they'll be they'll name a player from that list, and I guess yeah. then we'll sort of know who the sub is. But but at least we know that everyone who's in the team right now will be yeah. starting on the team and will be playing. They're not going to sort of all of a sudden become a sub to start the game, unless, of course. The coach does a late change and moves we'll one of, moves one of the emergencies. I'm looking at you. Uh, uh, Chris Scott over there in Geelong um, that might definitely happen at some point this year but for now fingers crossed we keep the emergencies as the potential subs so those are the rookies um, my advice for everyone if if obviously you're watching this or listening to this along after the game's being played just make sure you know on Thursday night who you're going to be playing who you're going to be playing on your field and yep. if you're using any DPP action make sure that the guys that are in the spots you want them to be are there uh, I don't think we've got too many things to worry about, but say, for example, if you've got a Taranto and he's in your midfield, that might limit your flexibility there. Yeah. So you might potentially want to just start him in your forward line and not have him as the one in your midfield because it might restrict your movements. But in terms of the other guys, like Lockie Cowan's a pure defender, um, so we don't have too much yeah. issues there. So just stay across all that. And again, make sure you've got your team locked in for before the first game and have a full team on your field. Yeah, I was listening to the traders this afternoon. And yeah, I didn't know that. No, um, and I'm the kind of person that would get stitched up. But yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'll just sort just, that just last lock, spot Yeah, lock later. the guys that you want to do in. So what we're referencing is if you if you have basically vacant spots anywhere in your team... I'll get uh, auto-filled. Yeah, auto-filled by Thursday night. So yeah. I'm actually glad I listened to that this afternoon because <laughs> yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. could have been one. I've never and had then, that issue, but that must be just from pure luck because oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. If that happened to me, I'd be new login. I'd be like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm starting fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Just... <laughs> There'd be a Michelin 2.0 at that yeah. point. I'm not I'm... getting auto-filled, those nah, pricks. Nah, you're, not, you're not getting me out of that easily. Uh, <laughs> so that's all our preparation for those guys. But again, stay tuned for the news and keep an eye on those emergencies and see yeah. if any of these guys... Cause They've been announced to, or they've been announced in the videos and all those sort of things that they're going to debut, but they might still be debuting as a sub. So mm. it wouldn't shock me if, say, like a Noah Long is the emergency sub, and he is going to play because it's it's not a medical emergency. It's not yeah. waiting for an injury, but you just might not play it the whole game. So. It happens, but I like to think most coaches are pretty... Um kind of like friendly with that decision. Yeah. I, I guess it's... I kind of thought... I had this thought the other day where... 
if again I, I ref, refer a lot to like basketball and that sort of things, but a lot of time in like the NBA, for example, if you're a rookie, you're not expected to come out here and play a full game or start as minutes. Yeah. Like you might come on, you might not play for a few games. You might come on and play like your first game, just short stint of minutes, yeah. just to get yourself into the speed of it. And um, so the the AFL coaches might be viewing it the same. They're not doing them a dirty by saying they're going to play and then they don't play. It's like they're going to get them into the game. Yeah, it's just a matter of how much. So. And any kid that age is just going to be wrapped to be out there. Exactly. So I don't think it's perceived as badly as it was with the medical sub because there was always that risk that you weren't going to use it. Yeah, which would genuinely suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be... I don't agree with that. So I think that we might see a few more of those things. So just keep an eye on those guys that have been named on social media, whether or not they're actually named in the 22 and not the sub. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's talk captains now. We've got some. What are we calling this segment? We've got well, some. You can't. You've some, typed here Casey's captains. Well, and that's I, the I told old you one that there, just over. reeks of plagiarism. Well, so, well, we had, what did this fella tweet us today? Yeah. Hey? So let's let's. Re- I, I had a Have few that it? I that I did really like. Um, I think I liked the through. last one from memory. Um, yeah, I think oh, we're totally unorganized here. But um, <laughs> oh, I got it here. You got it here. Yeah. So Re- read them out. Some of the so options there. The Spruik with Luke. I don't mind that. Except. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I trust myself to do the captain choices each week. Oh, well, yeah. I think I trust you more than I trust myself. This could be a team effort. Listen up. Mitches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mind like that. that one. Thanks. For, I like how you finished that one for me. Yeah, there I you could go. Do it. Listen up. Mitches. Yeah, All nice. Right. That was good. Okay. Making Next. the Casey four is good. Oh, yeah. Making, like making, making the, case the case for someone. Yeah, but I think I actually... I actually liked the last one, the pitch with Mitch. The pitch with Mitch. See, I actually like the first one here because it's probably closest to the. I oh know it's, it's we're plagiarizing still a little bit here, but the Jolly Rogerson's uh, Jolly Rogerson's because you know Jolly Roger with the pirate flag. Oh, I, and everything I get like it. That. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. my last name. So um, <laughs> have to really spell it out there for you. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll we haven't had time to really work the title here, but we've given a few options. So this maybe this... have some votes, guys, because I like I liked a lot of these ones. The reason yeah. I like the, the Jolly Rogersons is it's still captains themed, but yeah. I might even like to use maybe some of these segments for something else entirely. <laughs> Listen we, up, Mitches. I'm telling you. We're going to be paying Alex here royalties. Shout out to Alex. Thank you for yeah, tweeting that. Alex, that was a yeah, you're a legend, very man. Very good value uh, today when I read that. Yeah, I, I had a good chuckle to myself. So, uh, unnamed captain segment at the moment. We'll okay. come to a, a decision later on. Pitch but it to us, Mitch. Top 10 captain choices for round one. Number one, no surprise to most people out there, Rory Laird is my choice for your top captain. So if you have Rory Laird in your side, I think that he should be your fullback option. Plays on this uh, Sunday, I think might be the second game or the or the first game first game on Sunday afternoon. Yep. So late in the round, so you can do your VC easily before then. I think up against GWS, he's the number one option. Rumored to get maybe a tag. I was going to say, do you Perryman? Think, do you, Perryman or is Ash playing? Uh, I'm not sure about Ash, but okay. I think Perryman is the guy that's Most a little likely. bit of talk about him doing a tag. Run around his back pocket. Led. Yeah, so... Um, it look, pains me that I don't have Rory led. I think last time he got tagged and got held and clamped down to a 116. Um, <laughs> so, and that was when he was getting mm. run with. Wish um, I could get clamped to a 116. Yeah, yeah, the no, worst. Right. <laughs> so, look, I still think he's a decent fullback option. He's yeah. got a very high floor, and that's what I like with my captain options. Yep. When you, you, your VC doesn't hit, you don't want to do a uh, Callum Mills and uh, come out and score a, 
A 53. Uh, you want Salty. you guys having a high floor, <laughs> so Rory Laird to me is the number one option. Any objections from me? Uh, no, I don't. Well, yeah, you can't object, can you? Uh, you yeah, look it's like hard a to fool. That one. Uh, number two here. Um, so number one, I think, is pretty obvious. Number two, three, and four, I'm pretty. I'm tossing up and around. But number two, I've got Clayton Oliver versus the Western Bulldogs. I just think that again, lack of Rory Laird. Clayton Oliver's got a very high floor. Bulldogs yep. don't traditionally tag. Nah, those doggies um, midfielders shake hands at the start of the game and they go find their own. They field. go the other way. So they go find their own pills. So Clary's just going to go head to head with these guys. Yep. Um, I think that the talk of him playing more time outside of the centre bounces a little bit overblown. Uh, so I think he's going to be in there doing his thing yeah, round one uh, at the MCG. I think that he's just a pretty safe option there. Yep. Number three, I've got Jack Steele, who um, a lot of people have got out of the clown car. His uh, ownership <laughs> percentage has dropped, but I still think he's going to be a good captain choice this week at Frio, last game of the round. Um, again, similar to those other guys, high floor, no taggers. Aish has done some tags before at Frio, but Not I don't see happen. him running with a uh, Jack Steele on yeah. this game. They don't tag every week. He, they don't sort of do that when they come up against like those locking Neils and Clayton Oliver's like the really obvious tag targets, which I don't yeah. think Steele is. So the only hesitation there, it's at Frio. It's, it's sort of at Optus Stadium, so... You know, if you're going to get your marks, here's the ground to do it. It is. It's big, big wide ground and there's plenty of space out there. I think that of Oliver and Steele, I'm probably going Oliver. And I mean, you've got it in that order as well. Um, Just the, you know... In terms of putting the C on steel after the, the practice match performance... There's a little bit of question marks yeah, there. Yeah, it just might feel a little bit weird to do that. But then this next fella you've got at number four, Bailey Smith. So, yeah. I mean, he showed at the start of last year that he could jump out of the box. Is yes. there... I just wanted to say to you there, because if people are running that Max Heath... Um, Loophole, loophole there yep. is there possibility to even wait and put your VC on someone like a Bailey Smith well that's my plan um, yeah. oh yeah, sorry so, yeah that's my plan <laughs> I've just so, exposed it to everyone <laughs> and here's where I want to talk about the VC loophole right so a lot of people will be tempted to put the loophole on a Sam Doherty because it's the Thursday night it's what we've always traditionally done and I think that that can still be stuck in people's minds when it comes to loopholing because we're coming from a fantasy background of Friday night lockouts, Thursday is your VC loop. You, you want to lock that away early, make it nice and easy for yourself. You're not going to stuff things around. But say if you've got someone like a Rowan Marshall, which a lot of us have on our side, unless there was news about our, our mate Tommy Campbell being cited, but we won't overreact to that. Yeah, that's not... He's playing in the last game, plays the same game as Max Heath. So you've always got... If you've got the Max Heath, you've always got the ability to just put him on the ground, put Marshall on the bench, yep. and that's an easy loop for you to do that Definitely. there. So you're not ever going to catch yourself out doing that. It's really simple with the Rucks. Um so you've got, and playing the last game of the round, you could loophole any player. Mm. Um, so for me, on this list, you basically just pick the highest and the, you pick your two best captain options. Yep. And whoever plays first, VC, whoever plays second, C. Yep. Don't get caught. Now, Doherty is not a bad captain oh, option yeah. himself, um, yep. but don't get caught on just putting the VC on him because he plays Thursday night is yep. my... My thing there. Yeah, you, you can be patient a little bit, especially at the start of the season. Like you said, we basically set it up with our, you know, our R3 selection that we can be patient. So yep. use that uh, use that strategy to your advantage. The next guy you do have on the list is Sam Doherty for obvious reasons. He could yeah. go big. Um, and so then the, if you, I was just going to ask you, if yeah. you have both of them in your side, like, do you agree with my rankings of this one here? Like, would you, who would you rather put the VC on? Like, I know I've made this list, but what are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I think... Both of those guys, for me, are VC options. Mm-hmm. 
Not C options. Yeah, not C options. So, I mean, they're obviously high on the on your list there because they can score big. But for me, um, there's guys that I think are safer, like the fellow that you've got next. I feel like I'd be more confident putting the C on him than I would, and that's Josh Dunkley. The only thing is that he plays against Port Adelaide, plays and they're Port a typically Adelaide. restrictive side, yeah, aren't that's they? That's why so, I've got him down. Is it at the Gabba or is it at... No, um, it's, a, it's at Adelaide. It's at Port. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to come out with a point to prove being his first game for the yep. Lions, but that's um, I can certainly see why you've got him a bit lower on the list. There were four players last year that averaged or that scored more than 120 against Port Adelaide last Only year. Four players. Four players. That's and amazing. I think, Do you know who they were? Uh, I think, sorry. I think um, oh, off the top of my head, Steele might have been one. Yeah. Uh, Rory Laird might have been another. I think Max Gorn was one. So okay. Ruck, they were pretty easy to score yeah. against for Rucks. And I can't remember the fourth, yeah, but that's right. um, yeah, not many players. And I think a couple of them were the, like they were like one twenty one. It was like just barely over that mark. Yeah. So very restrictive. And I think that Dunkley will be a captain options most weeks. Just probably not this week for me. Yeah. Port Adelaide are probably the hardest team to yeah. score against. We've got based so many good options, don't we? Data. So yeah. So for me, if I just give you a few more informations on that last two, because I think this for a lot of our listeners, if they're going with Bailey Smith <laughs> along with us, yeah. might be making this decision. So yeah. uh, the last three scores against the Demons, uh, Bailey Smith scored 154, 107, and 125 in his last three scores. So two out of the three over 120, and the one that was below was still 107. So yeah. for me, those are really good numbers. He's a guy that likes to come out and start hot. Um, so I think that... Again, like the Demons, they don't tag. They're not running with anyone. Yeah. Uh, so I think that there's a decent option there. When you've got the VC there, you're trying to shoot for those guys with a higher ceiling. And I yeah. think that he does have a higher ceiling, in my opinion, than someone like a Doherty, which is why he's a little bit higher on this list. So let's say you go let's say you go Smith with the VC. That's mm-hmm. a Saturday night game. Yep. Who are you then rolling into? So that relies on you probably having Steel, isn't it? Steel so, or a Rory Laird. So Rory Laird plays on that Sunday as well. Well, in terms of, yeah, if people have Rory Laird, I'm guessing yeah. you're still not starting with Laird. Yeah, so say so if I don't go Laird, and the, look, I'm going Laird or Steel. Like, yeah. I think is probably my option. If, yeah. if for example, if, oh, for some reason, there is a small chance that I go Steel down to a, a Josh Kelly. I think less lucky now because we've got to move the yo around a bit. Yeah. Uh, but if that is the case, then you might potentially do... In that scenario, I'm probably going up to a Doherty. Then I might, I might go a VC Doc into a Bailey Smith. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I'm comfortable doing that. Yeah. Uh, last year, I went a steel... No, not a steel, sorry. Uh, an Oliver into a Brayshaw. And at the time, going into round one, that was a, a ballsy move. So, yeah. um, But he popped me a 120 in round one. So... I think I'm just going to back myself in there if that was the case. But yep. at the way it stands right now, with Steele in my side, I can go Smith, Smith into Steele. Steel. Yeah. Um, and I like that because I think Smith is more that upside play. Steele's a bit more of that safe, safe. high yep. floor type player. So yep. uh, we'll go through a couple of other options, but um, we already mentioned Josh Dunkley at number six against Port Adelaide would be higher if it was a different opponent. I think he will average higher than some of those other guys we've mentioned ahead of him. Uh, but the Port are restrictive. Josh Kelly... I think has a nice matchup against Adelaide. Mm. Um, there's something still a little bit... I don't feel great about Josh <laughs> Kelly. I think he's probably better used as a VC option. Yeah. Plays on the Saturday afternoon. It's at uh, Port, so I don't know if that hurts him a little bit. Oh, sorry, no, it's in Adelaide, um, and it's Sunday afternoon, so harder to do the VC there. Uh, Bont is another one that tried to get a little bit higher, but 
He's just more of that... He's probably more of that higher floor, lower ceiling type guy. But if he comes out and absolutely smashes it, I can see him having a big game and starting off his Bont for Brownlow uh, season really strong. Our boy, Timmy Taranto, if you want, maybe a sneaky um, option that's going against the Sam Doherty on the Thursday night. I think Timmy Taranto, new club in front of the big crowd that he's never done before uh, on the Thursday night to kick off the season. I think Timmy Taranto could go huge. He could go could be a sneaky VC option. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, you do stand to lose out if Doc goes big and he doesn't, um, but it's it's a VC option, yeah. so you move on and, and you go to your captain. It's a point of difference. And yep. rounding out the top 10 list here, I've got my boy here, LDU, Wee. versus Very uh, favorable matchup. West Coast. Now, obviously, he's number 10. You're probably not going to use him, but I just wanted to highlight that I think he's going to have a hot start to the year. You are so on this. Uh, I even put him in your, in your captain's yeah, choices. Yeah, I did. I, I put him in there. Um, I just want to go through some notable absentees that yeah. I haven't listed here. So um, people might be like, where the hell are these guys? Andrew Brayshaw, tag risk. Um, captaincies, I'm very soft with my captaincies. Or at least I, I am now after this hat's here and not the other hat. Or in terms of um, like if there's a tag like risk. If there's a risk, there. I, I, I want to avoid it. So okay. Andrew Brayshaw, tag risk. Took Miller coming back off the hamstring. I don't want to... Launch straight into that. Yep. Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish are also potential tag risks, one or the other. Callum Mills, I mean, I'm scarred personally, but you just want to get an idea <laughs> of his role first yes. um, and, and be a bit more certain on that. Lockie Neal, similar to a Josh Dunkley, the poor matchup. Um, and, you know, what does Dunkley do to impact him? I don't want to put a, put a captaincy on him. And then lastly, Jack McRae. I just have those other Bulldogs ahead of him. And uh, so they've just ranked a little bit higher for me. No particular reason. Others might disagree and put him a bit higher, but I just I don't, don't rate him as much. Most people will probably just be wanting to sit tight and see what McRae does. If you're selecting yeah. McRae, I don't think anyone's going to roll straight into a captaincy choice. I think in years gone by, you would be pretty safe with that. But after what he did last year, I don't think anyone's going to be confidently going into that. I'll just want to see what happens with him. Yeah. Let's talk <coughs> VC lines. What does your vice captain oh, have okay. to score for you to take it in round one? Um, put you on the spot here a bit. Yeah, no, that's all right. Uh, look, round one, maybe one somewhere around the one fifteen to one twenty. Yeah. I don't know if that's on the conservative side. I don't know if a lot of people would. I know, would... I know. Um, uh, the great man Calvin, he's a one twenty guy. He's if it's one twenty, got... that's his line. Then yeah. go over. I'm it's more conservative. I. I one ten, I'm taking. You take one ten. Um, I mean, it's you know the worst case scenario is your captain comes out and gets injured in the first five minutes. Yeah, so you, you, you just stand a lot to lose in that scenario. You your, do. your captain comes out and scores fifty three. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a bit more conservative. I'll take yeah. a one ten in some rounds. It might if it's like a one oh seven or something like that, and I'm umming and ahhing. That kind of makes me think a little bit. I've taken a one oh seven before. Yeah. Um, Can probably be situational too. Like if your vice captain scores. 107, but you know that your captaincy option might be coming up against the easiest midfield yeah, to score that's right. against. If there's an absolute might, smash, you pick. might go like, okay, I'm going to. I think I've done that. that before, where I had like it was Max Corn up against Hawthorne, and he's coming in. He, he, he did drop like a 150, so yeah. I, I I was happy to back that in. I think I had a one 105, 106 kind of score that I had, but yeah. went the other way. Um, but like you said, if there's a, a not so favorable matchup, and I'm yeah. a bit umming and ahhing, I'll take the soft 
score and play it a bit more serv- um, conservative. Because if someone goes 120 and you've got a 107 there, you're missing out on 13 points. Like, yeah. It's not the end of the world, and you're potentially risking a whole lot more if there is an early injury to, to your captain or something like that. So for me, yeah. I play the conservative game. I know people want to come out swinging and, and hit the ground <laughs> running, but it's a long, long season, guys. Uh, yeah. I would at least... Uh, this is what I would do. Others might disagree, but I would try and take that 110 as sort of your line uh, at least. So those are the, those are the captains for round one. Nice. Uh, Mate, how exciting to be on the – well, as we're recording this, we're on the eve of footy. Eve, yeah, we? when this comes out, it'll be footy after it's this footy podcast. Oh, so. I'm so PO'd that I'm going to be missing the first part of that game, but um, – I think I'll, I'll make let up. you know, mate. I'll yeah, let you know. I'll make up for it with all the footy that we'll watch after that yeah, point. For sure, so. for sure. And what do we got coming up in terms of uh, in terms of episodes? What are we? Kind of yeah, structuring so up so like? the way that we're going to look, we're going to have one more episode, sort of pre season, even though it'll be after a game of footy on Friday. Yeah, uh, where we're going to be reviewing the first game. Uh, we're also going to be just talking about all the official teams being announced and our final thoughts on our teams, as well as. Um, uh, I'll, I'll open up also to some questions for the yeah. uh, the YouTube commenters down below. If you want to comment down any questions that you have, if we have some really interesting ones that will help a lot of people, we'll answer them here on the podcast as well, depending on how much time we have, depending on how many questions that come through. Yeah. We'll see how we go. Uh, but that will be the last one this week. And then we're going to get into our routine that we're going to be doing hopefully throughout the entire season where we're going to do two podcasts a week. Sort of like a round review recap yep. of the of the week just gone, and then one a little bit later on in the week. We're sort of planning on doing it after the teams are named, so a Thursday night or a Friday afternoon, depending yeah. on our schedule. I think it's more looking like a Friday afternoon at yeah. this stage. And it so. could be Friday, which provides a little bit of a different look at it. Like yep. I know for the first few weeks of the season, we've got Thursday night games, yep. so we're kind of coming in after that Thursday, but it could be a, a good little space to do a little bit of a review and then kind of preview where yep. everyone's going for the rest of the weekend. So stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, so on those Friday afternoons, we'll be doing some trade targets, and captain choices again, um, You know, talking about any major things that have happened in the teams the night before as well, um, and hopefully we'll get that out as soon as we can after we record. So it's up before the first game on the Friday. So... Lots to look forward to, guys. Thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in over the preseason. It's been um, crazier than I anticipated when we started doing this about 10 weeks ago. So uh, we're getting very close to 800 subscribers now. So we're closing in on that 1K. So guys, if you haven't already, it would mean the world to us if you go and hit that subscribe button over on YouTube and give the video a big thumbs up. But to everyone who has listened and has subscribed, uh, thank you very much. It's been uh, it's been awesome getting around the community. So uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. shout out to you, Legend. And to everyone also, especially if you've given us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So uh, we will catch you guys next time. Good luck for your first round. Hopefully your team and your players fly on Thursday night. And we'll catch you guys Friday afternoon for the last preseason podcast of the year. Let's go. Uh, I'll see you later. (laughs) Let's go. Round one. Here we go. Bye, guys. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.